Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I wake up in the morning. It's time I see another day in the dark. Won't change the way I feel. This is real. Welcome to the 18 Degrees Below Horizon podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nicola Felton and John Fouts. While Dr. Nicola is a psychotherapist and certified life coach, a podcast is a one-way street, so please consider this podcast for inspirational purposes only. If you feel you have mental health needs, please seek a professional therapist so that you might find your own mental wellness. So reality of it is that people do put Okay, not only do people put things on social media that is not true, Mm -hmm. there are people who are listening and watching and reading or whatever, and they know it's not true Mm -hmm. Um, for a question like that to come up. They they have to know in their heart of hearts, okay, everything I'm reading or seeing or whatever is not necessarily what it is. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, we still compare ourselves to that person. Um, We still internalize whatever's going on with them and compare ourselves like, you know, um, what you know? How come I can't do this? Why is it you know mm-hmm. good things happen to me or right. or whatever? It's, it's so strange. Um, like I could be talking to a person and I know that they are not doing well in their marriage. Um, mm-hmm. they're struggling with it. But then when you go to Facebook, they're showing all these pictures that look like something else is going on. It's right. so confusing to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't have to tell everyone that your marriage is not doing well. All I'm saying is being true to yourself because these things come up as memories in Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I'm saying is just don't write about your marriage. Right. You know, don't lie about it. Just don't write about it. Write about something else. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you not to use social media. Go ahead and use social media, but write about things that, that really do make sense. Right. And honestly, if you don't have anything that you're willing to share with the rest of the world, why do you feel compelled that you have to write something anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just get- well, and two, I think going back to what you were talking about earlier, as far as trying to put positive stuff out there, I think too much of the negative is impulse where you get ticked off. And, hey, you know, there have been times where I was uh, irritated with a, uh, a chain, whether it was a restaurant or, um, you know, or uh, like a hardware store. I'm trying not to mention actual names um, because mm-hmm. it's not universal. There's there's going to be chain restaurants, you know, that you go to one town, they're great. The next one, uh, maybe not so much. And, you know, for example, um, uh, not Chick-fil-A, but, um, uh, Cracker Barrel predominantly, mm-hmm. probably 90% of the time it's the same food, but yet, and it's great. I know what I can count on. And then periodically you'll have, you know, I don't know, an off day or whatever, but, um, you know, but I think a lot of people, they get heated, um, and want to go ahead and post something and then, or, reviewing things that's the worst when you go online it's like oh i would never go to this cracker barrel again why the food was great they're not telling you that they felt disrespected by the waitress or they weren't seated as quickly or they didn't get their food as quickly and sometimes 
your stuff takes longer to, um, you know, to, to fix and bring out to you. And you can't you know, look at everybody else and say, oh, well, they're served before me and I was here before them. And, you know, but that's the same thing with life. You know, somebody's driving a brand new Lexus or, or you know, Maserati and, you know, and all some people just see that as why can't I have that? Well, do you mm-hmm. want to live in debt? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you want to sweat the bills every single month? So you can have that or would you rather get a used, uh, you know, Toyota or something and then it's paid for and then you don't have to worry about that. And but you're right. People are are very impulsive and social media, um, you know, and I I hesitate before even bringing up the president. But I, I think that these people who are impulsive tweeters in particular, they just need to slow down because you you misrepresent, you mislead. And there's so many people that um, they're they're so full of hate on Twitter, and then it riles up all these other people who could otherwise maybe have a good day, but they are so distraught anyway. And then you're just stoking the flames. So I'm with you. I, I think you know posting positive messages uh, are you know way better. And yeah, you know, it goes back to the old adage. I think it was my grandmother said, you know, if you don't have something nice to say, then don't say it. So, but people forget that when it comes to social media. Yeah, don't say it. And I can't tell you how often people say, "Oh, you know, you haven't posted anything in a in a four days." Okay. <laughs> and okay. Some, sometimes it's weeks. And the funny thing, uh, when Michelle and I went to the beach, uh, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, um, other than some cool lightning pics, I didn't post anything else. And I tried to leave my phone in the room. Um, you know, I tried to not take pictures everywhere unless it just, you know, really captured something. But, um, you know, I really tried to be present with Michelle and I know that's, you know, something that's important to her, uh, Mm -hmm. is just me not posting, you know, Hey, we're going down the road and all the stuff that I used to do just simply to have new content pop up on Twitter. And, um, yeah, and I, I just, if I don't have something to say, I'm not going to say it. And periodically I'll go through and, you know, find where people have direct messaged me and it's a month or two months later. And then I'm, I'm like, Oh wow, I should have, um, you know, mm-hmm. I should have, I should have looked at all that. But, and that's another thing. People aren't ignoring you when they don't reply to your DM, but yet it upsets some people because they are so focused on getting those notifications every two seconds that they're totally distracted in life. Yeah. They, yeah, it's a little much, so that is, um, you want to do our introduction or? I sure um, do because I, I, you know what? I am blessed to have an awesome co-host like you who keeps <laughs> things on track and can make sense of some of my sci-fi gibberish and my experiences. And so I think we're kind of yin yang. I think we're a good balance, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I hope, I, I hope it's more than entertainment. I hope that people get something out of it and, you know, their lives can be enriched you know, by, by something that we say, but so, uh, you are Nicola Felton. You can give your, your whole, your whole thing and tell people how they can find you on social media, Facebook, et cetera. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I wish that I could always remember that, but I am Dr. Nicola Felton. You can just Google me. I'm, I'm Google, um, ready now. So if you just Google Dr. Nicola Felton, (laughs) see now that's a, that's a humble statement. Instead of saying I'm famous, you can Google me. Uh, you, you, you are Google ready. I appreciate that's, that's a really cool thing. Cause 
you know, I mean, with a unique name like Fouts, I'm easy to find. But that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean I'm famous. But yet, I do come up really high in the Google searches. So. Yeah, I'm, definitely not, I'm definitely not famous, but I am on um, a little bit of everything, amazingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, they should be able to, to, to find us. And I'm hopeful that you being the great person that you are, that you'll put all of our stuff just right in there when you post this podcast. So mm-hmm. then we don't have to say the links. They yeah. can just like click on them. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know, primarily I will post this both on, I, I start out with the 18 degrees below um, horizon podcast, Twitter, which is the official Twitter of the podcast. It is at 18 degrees below just because they don't allow uh, more letters. So, and then <laughs> if, if you do put more letters, then they'll be sneaky and okay. So it's um, they'll cut a word in half and add one, two, three, like that's going to make any sense to anyone trying to find the podcast. So I will find that uh, that's where I usually post news of the uh, podcast posting on talk shoe. And then once it hits on um, iTunes, I do that as well. And then yes, I tag us in that so that we can read retweet and then very kind people also listen and retweet and i appreciate those people too so um and so yeah i'm john fouts i am i'm the co-host and yes you can find me i am google ready as as well and (laughs) (laughs) and then yes i am on every social media not all but i'm on instagram twitter and facebook and mm-hmm. um, what was the other one? I can't remember. My kids were really into. Um, there was another one, and I, someone said, "Hey, why don't you?" It's more of a blogging thing, and oh. they were saying, "Why don't you know? Why don't you get on there?" And so I went to sign. I went to sign up or whatever, and it said, "Oh no, that email has already been taken." Turns out I'd already signed up and I'd forgotten. So that shows you how much I used that platform. So. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we have a very interesting uh, topic. Yesterday, when I texted you, "Hey, what's the the topic of today?" Um, mm-hmm. You said, "Stop." And I was Stop. like, okay. And I knew what it was, but that was just a very funny response. Just stop. So stop. Why, why don't you explain stop. what that acronym stands for? And then, uh, yeah. Okay. So stop. S-T-O-P. Seek healthy change. Try something new. Observe your behaviors and pause to move forward. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a systematic process. I mean, it's one I put together, but I'm pretty sure like a million and one people have done these these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, 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 the reason the first one is seek healthy change is like you have to determine when it's time for you to do something different. When life isn't going your way, when you're not happy at the job, you mm-hmm. know, where you are, you're not happy in your private practice or your, you know, individual business, then you need to seek change to do something else. But Mm -hmm. the key word is healthy. What's going to be better? Sometimes people want something different and they'll say, well, why not? Well, it may not be the best thing for you. So make sure when you're seeking change, you're seeking to do something that's, that's going to be healthy for you. That's going to make your, your quality of life better. Mm -hmm. And two, I think everybody needs to somehow block all the best wishes of everybody who are saying, Mm -hmm. you know what you need, you need to go mm-hmm. see a movie a day or you need to get a new mm-hmm. job or you need to you know do this or that. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes that clouds our, our, our actual initial judgment, that spider sense, as I refer to a lot, you know, it's mm-hmm. that little inner voice that can lead you to greener pastures uh, that may not be the pasture that everybody thinks you should be in, but it is what makes you happy. Right. Exactly. 
And so I um, urge people to, to try something new, um, perhaps things, if you're really, truly unhappy mm-hmm. with your process and how your life is going, then why would you stop doing something that you're doing to do something that you, maybe you wish you would have done more mm-hmm. of, or you want to do more of, or just something you had in the past? Maybe that's not going to work for you because you're probably doing some of that anyway. Try something brand new Mm -hmm. and don't compare yourself to other people. Look at like what kind of things really do interest me, like really try to think outside the box um, and see if that works for you. Um, And that's why the O is important. Observe your behaviors. If you are seeking healthy change and then you try something new Mm -hmm. and that doesn't work for you, don't keep doing it just because you want to do something different. (laughs) Right. well, you know, I, I tried this and, you know, and it didn't, didn't work or I tried this and it right. makes me unhappy. Maybe I should stick with it. And then maybe in a year I'll be happy. <laughs> like you, you know, People do that and they waste years um, of their life. Yes, they do. Something. And again, it's, you know, this worked for so-and-so. I don't know why it's not working for me, you know, where it, whatever that is. And there is a plethora, right. but yeah, you just, um, yeah. you, I think our mindset these days, thanks to fast food and microwaves, we oh, want wow. something immediate. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it may have taken someone three years, but you see the result now. So you're, it's like when they refer to a, a star being an overnight sensation, that person mm-hmm. may have been paying their dues for years with junky, mm-hmm. junky projects and very little pay, but somebody, you know, it supported them and, and they, they made their way living in their car or whatever. I mean, there's so many different stories where, people were really living dangerously, but then they hit it. But then all the, all the world sees is an overnight sensation. And that's, you know, so then if you really wanted to to do what she did or he did, then I guess you should go to Hawaii, live like a homeless person. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's ludicrous. You, you want to find your own path, your own way. Right. And that's why the last one is so important. Mm -hmm. Even though you're making these um, significant changes and want to do something different, it says pause Mm -hmm. to move forward. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, you know, I'm I'm looking for something new. I'm going to try something new. Then I'm going to take a look at how I'm responding to this. Mm -hmm. People that I love, how it's affecting them. People that are around me that I love, how it's affecting them. Mm -hmm. And then before I move, I'm going to pause. And take a really good look. Mm-hmm. Is this what I should be doing? And if it's not, guess what? Start over again. Mm-hmm. Start something new. Like you have to look out for, um, you know, a health, a healthy change, a positive change. Mm-hmm. Just because a person comes to you and is trying to sell you this wonderful idea, um, doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you should be doing. So take a pause even before you make that change. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, don't just jump in there feet first. I and mean, people will tell you that all the time, jump in there feet first, just go for it. You know, mm-hmm. okay, if, if you have sought healthy change, you tried something new, you observe your behaviors and it all worked for you, then yeah, go ahead, jump in there feet first. Mm-hmm. But if you still have some apprehension and it's not associated with anxiety or fear, mm-hmm. it's just that that doesn't make you happy either. Don't jump in. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what's a recommended process for that kind of evaluation? Because I, I enjoy meditation. And, you know, people look at me strange when I share my meditation techniques. But literally, it's kind of like Tony Stark did in the original Iron Man, where, you know, he would call up the computer, which was a hologram and all this. And he was going through the original, um, you know, Iron Man suit and going, wow, okay, this works and all this other is junk. And then he was trying to, you know, apply different other things. And okay, this is a better faceplate. This is a better propulsion system. And so that's kind of, and I try to focus on one thing at a time. Almost like, um, 
you know, I haven't called your number yet. This, this thing that is wanting my attention in my mind, but I'm going to focus on one thing and really see if this works, if it's feasible. And then I'll pull, uh, you know, kind of pull it, put it into the right bin. And then I'm, I'm going to look at the next thing, but I, I try to, you know, really give everything its due diligence and uh, make some decisions on whether to move forward. Is this a worthy project or, or not? So what are, what are some things that you would suggest to people as far as, you know, how to evaluate these things? To stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so just so, pretty much so, stop stop the world so. stop that merry-go-round and <laughs> just kind of take a look at uh at yeah. at yeah yeah you have to you have to take a um take a step back i think one mm-hmm. of the things in the in the whole stop acronym observe your behaviors mm-hmm. i was waiting for you to ask me like how am i supposed to be doing that well that's that's the part that's where you are right now and you're in your question that you're asking me like mm-hmm. what's the process of going through that mm-hmm. so the real question is how do you observe your own behaviors yeah um so a lot of time observing your own behaviors goes beyond looking at the mirror but getting on the other side of the mirror mm-hmm. i'm going to make your movie analogy, um, that movie, um, us, or this is us or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the exact name where the, the mirror reflecting the reflection itself is mm-hmm. what's coming to life. Mm-hmm. So look at yourself from the other side of the mirror. Mm-hmm. How is society seeing you? How, um, how are those people that love you? How are they seeing you? What kind of response or feedback are they giving you? Mm-hmm. If that's positive feedback, not based on, 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 um, um, any changes that you make that they know of, but they're responding to you better because of this new thing that you're trying or this mm-hmm. new thing that you're doing. If the response to you is a positive one, that means your behavior, you know, it's probably positive. Mm-hmm. Um, these are people that you care about, not to just, you know, the homeless person down the street you're giving money to and all of a sudden they're happy to see you. Not that person. Right. Um, because you're doing something for them and so that makes them happy. Right. Um, but I'm saying the other people that really care about you and your well-being, if they're giving you positive feedback or they're responding to you differently and, and um, you know, they're saying that they're happy, that mm-hmm. means what you're doing is – because what you do don't only affect you. It mm-hmm. affects those people around you. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, it's almost – Oh, good. Yeah. No, I'm just saying being able to observe your behavior mm-hmm. based on how the people that you care about are responding to you mm-hmm. will help you determine whether or not the changes that you are making are good for you. Mm-hmm. If you have, now this goes two ways. If you have 20 people in your inner circle that you really truly care about telling you, you're crazy, don't do this, <laughs> doesn't, mean, doesn't mean you shouldn't do this. It may mean that it's not affecting them in a positive way. So right. you have to look at and see what, you know, how is it changing you? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you better? You know? Mm-hmm. And you really do have to, I think, uh, you know, Buddhist philosophy teaches the, the method of observing, you know, don't be so, don't, don't be so reactionary, observe, right. and then think about what you want to do. And I think, you know, it, there's, in your circle of friends, and these are really friends and family who honestly care about your well-being, they, they all still have their, their motives, you know? I mean, like, in, like years ago when I uh, was telling my mom that, you know, if this one movie takes off huge, then I'll be moving out to California. Then instead of wanting the movie to take off huge, which I think she did maybe 30% worth, she didn't want me moving to California. She likes me being, you know, a 20 minute drive so that, you know, we, we can, you know, play cards or whatever. And 
you know, but I think the people who, who aren't, I mean, you know, the people who will tell you, don't try that. I think sometimes they've tried it and failed, but who's to say that you're not that person who can achieve whatever it is, you know? And, um, you know, cause meditation doesn't necessarily work for everybody because they don't understand, uh, what meditation is. They think, oh, if I meditate, then that takes all my, my worries and all this crap away, right? No, it helps you to go through it. It helps you to sort through things, you know? And um, yeah. so, and then I think too, but I remember, um, I guess it was probably a year ago, I came into work and I'd had a great weekend and Vanell made the observation that I was extremely happy. And she said that really made her happy. So when you can get that pure feedback where, you know, people are saying, wow, you seem so relaxed and you, you know, cause we don't always perceive ourselves as being uh, more angry or more uptight or whatever. Cause sometimes we just think that's our neutral, that's our detent, but it's really not, but we get so used to it. And then, you know, people say, wow, you really haven't seemed happy in, in months. And then you go back to your journal and go, well, crap, you're right. Um, I really haven't. But yeah. I thought I was, you know, it kind of goes back to that scenario where, you know, Michelle says, OK, smile for the picture. And I think I'm smiling. And she goes, OK, now really smile. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But she sees it. People see it and they perceive that. So the people who will really look into your eyes and like Avatar see you. I think those mm-hmm. give you the most valuable feedback. Yeah. You know, I really love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And it's still, I, I think it's relevant on so many different levels and I haven't yeah. seen it in probably six years, but yeah, that was, that was, I thought it was well done. Now why they want to make an avatar two, three, four, five, and six. I really don't know, but oh, um, yeah. I did not know that. Oh, yes. So this is going to be uh, his Star Wars, I think. You know what I mean? Trying to leave that legacy. Uh-huh. And I just don't know how much. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. The, you know, avatars come to Earth and attack. I really don't know. So <laughs> They're not that kind of people, though. They're, they're not that kind of people. They won't be attacking. Yep. Yeah, but, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if you watch Westworld on HBO, but we uh, yeah. We finished season two a while back, and I am rewatching it now when I get on, um, I run and jog in the house on a treadmill. And so when I'm doing that, then I'll watch some TV. So I'm rewatching it. I'm into season two. And it's interesting how some of the main characters who were so docile and, you know, like when um, Dolores looks out over the city when she's taken in there, she's like, it's like all the stars are have been placed on the ground this is so beautiful it's such a spectacle and so you have that innocence but then once she becomes aware then she becomes so jaded that instead of being the good guy she becomes the bad guy she just wants everybody's destruction so i'm hoping that james cameron isn't going to do that with avatar 2 you know like okay you people keep coming and you know messing with our tree now we're going to go on the offensive we're going to actually fly through space and I don't, I don't think they have the technology for that, but you do oh, wow. feel like they're getting picked on, you know. So uh, hopefully their their uh, positive spirit will remain and they won't get jaded and become warmongers. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I yeah. hope not. One of my favorites for sure. Yeah. But Westworld is intriguing in that, you know, it's almost like um, – 
you know, fate versus free will because, and my, my favorite shot is actually in the intro where you have the hands playing the player piano. And I'm sure that, that, you know, that, that host thinks I'm actually playing the piano. And then when the hands are pulled away and the player piano keeps on playing without that, the hands, then that's the, you know, the revelation that, wow, are you really vital to this world? You know, how much control do you have? And so, no, it's, it's intriguing. So. Yeah, that's very interesting because um, that's also like falls under observe your behaviors. Mm -hmm. um, the third letter in our acronym, mm -hmm. because that is like taking a look back to see, like, am I, am I participating in this change mm -hmm. for me? Mm -hmm. Or is there someone else pulling my strings? Mm -hmm. Is this something else that I want to do? Or is this something that someone recommended that I do so I'm doing it? Mm -hmm. You know, um, mm -hmm. does this work for me or does this work for everyone else? Because, and that's how you, that's how you seek healthy change as well. You, you know, you might look at what you're doing right now before you even make a change and say, is someone else pulling my strings? Is someone else playing, mm -hmm. playing tunes for me? Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know? Yeah. And when I stop being a puppet, what happens? They no longer need me. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's very interesting, but that's, you know, that's how when you, you know, initially asked about like, how do we, um, get to the point where we can actually make positive change or how do we know when we need to make change? And mm -hmm. that's really kind of, you know, you have to take a step back from your life and take a look at it. Mm -hmm. You have to look at it and say, you know, how is it working for you? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we forget the things that have made us happy in the past. And, mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's just right around the corner, but I had forgotten how much I enjoy watching magic and doing magic tricks. Cause as a kid, that was just fun to do. I'd entertain people and, um, wow, my friends and stuff. And, but I'd completely forgotten about it until I do this thing online called masterclass and Penn and Teller are instruction instructors for, um, one, one module, if you will, you know, of teaching. And they're teaching magic. And when I, and just, you know, I've, I've remembered that I enjoyed magic, but when I hit play and they did the trick and then they were showing how they did it, um, and they're not huge tricks. These are the basics that are more or less the fundamentals for all the tricks that you see. And I, it just excited my spirit. And I just, you know, I was overwhelmed with happiness because I'd found something that that triggered that in me. And so it's a really cool find. So, yeah, if you don't, um, you know, try something new, if you don't reach out beyond the little box that you've been living in, you'll never find these things that and sometimes it's something brand new that makes me happy. Sometimes it's, you know, re reminiscing. It's it's all sorts. But, you know, happiness is a vital ingredient that we need in our lives. Yeah. Exactly. And you're right. We sometimes um, either we don't know how to or we fail to identify mm -hmm. what true happiness is to us, not someone else's definition of happiness, but what actually makes us happy. Mm -hmm. You know, you oftentimes you'll hear people say, well, you should be happy because you have this, this, and this going on. <laughs> yeah. if, I were, if I were you, I would be really happy. Oh, yeah. You know? and, and they don't know your world. They don't know your story. That's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, it's that fantasy where, oh, you're living the dream. And no, no, I'm not. I mean, like, you know, on social media or, you know, on different other, you know, planes, 
Um, that's the perception. But the, you know, there's a good friend of mine who at one point was uh, very influential in the country music arena and making mad money. And um, when all that changed, he told me, he said, man, I was on top of the world. And, but now I'm making a fraction of what I was, but I'm happier. And, you know, the expectations are more realistic and doable versus, you know, like you say, you know, hey, well, um, you know, your company just got sold for four million. That's awesome. You, you've got to be happy. You never know, you know, mm-hmm. yep. <clears throat> it almost goes back to that, um, the Zen story where, and I heard, um, I've heard different versions of this, but um, you know, where, you know, there are these two neighbors and the one neighbor has a stable of horses and one day the horses got out. So the other neighbor comes over and says, wow, that's too bad. Your horses escaped. And so then the next day and, oh, and the, so the, the neighbor said, well, maybe, you know, and, but then the horses come back the next day with more horses. So then the, 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 you know, I, and I'm sure they had names because this is getting confusing to me. But anyway, but that was that was a good thing, right? And he said, "Well, we'll right. see." Well, then the the farmer's son decides he's going to try to break the stallion and breaks his leg. Well, the neighbor comes over and says, "Oh, that's awful. Really? Maybe, but we'll see." And then so the very next day, a war is broken out, and uh, the military come by and say, "We need everybody who is you know uh, 18 and above to to join the ranks. We're we're going to the front line." And they don't want his son because he broke his leg trying to break the horse. So he, it, I think we try to declare mm-hmm. things good or bad, and it's it's gray. We don't know. Um, you know, if I hadn't have uh, – I was working a job down in Charlotte. This is back in the 90s. And I wasn't getting any exercise at all. And it was like a two-hour commute each way. And so my muscles atrophied. I uh, pinched my sciatic nerve, and I couldn't get dressed from waist down. I had to go through – through three months of physical therapy and I lost my job. And so all these things happened and I thought it was awful. Although people, you know, would come by and drop food off. It was a blessing as well. But I mean, I was frustrated. And um, so then that's what started me on the path that has led me here, this independence where I run my own company. So if I hadn't Mm -hmm. gone through the bad, I never would have wound up here. So everything, you know, it's, it's hard to define whether things are, this is a good thing or a bad thing. You think about the people who win the sweepstakes and Hey, you've got $300 million in the bank now. And then you find out that you have relatives everywhere. Hey, I'm your 15th cousin and I need (laughs) 20 grand, you know? So then you're, you're being used by everybody. So it's, it's not always a great thing. You know, every, Mm -hmm. everything is that yin and yang. Everything has balance. Yes. And, uh, and it's all about perception. And we, you know, we always speak to um, perception when we have our podcast because the perception is very, very important and how other people see things. Like if you notice a person may have a, um, a different perspective on how they look at things from you, yeah. you, don't go to that person asking them to say, well, what do you think of this? Or what do you think of that? Because you not you don't agree with how they see things or how they right. perceive things, mm-hmm. how things are interpreted. So you don't want that feedback. And so you have to do, you do have to look at that, like um, look at their perspective, but having a positive outlook, I mean, sometimes that's difficult because things do happen, mm-hmm. but I think, like perhaps we should stop saying to people, you know, have a more positive outlook and perhaps start saying, you know, look at how you're looking at things, mm-hmm. you know, um, is the way you perceive them, the way you think other people want you to perceive them 
is is that even healthy? Mm-hmm. Is it the way you, know, you want to perceive them? Like I want to have a happy life. And so it's easier for me to have a positive perspective because I believe that I am a small person mm-hmm. on this planet earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that someone else is, um, directing and guiding me. And my job is to do the best I can with what I have. Mm-hmm. And when there's an opportunity to look at that opportunity, to take that opportunity if I need to, and not be so tied to it that I need to change when something else happens. Like you have to know that there's something or someone out there bigger than you that gives you free will, but helps to keep things in perspective and control. And that has worked for me. It mm-hmm. doesn't work for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Not everyone has that, that situation, but you know, I'm just like everybody else. I come from very humble, 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 humble means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but having a positive outlook on life and saying, this is a what more so of, I am where I am supposed to be doing mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. right now. Right. And that is how you have to look at it. Like, I try not to rush and go and do something because I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, Mm -hmm. I had an appointment um, that I purposely, you know, made and it went over. But going (laughs) over, it did go over to maybe late. But going over in that appointment, Mm -hmm. that person needed me for that extra 20 minutes. Right. And And so I gave, yeah. That's what's important. And and that's the thing that people forget about. And um, you know, you think about back, you know, 50 years ago or whatever, I remember stories of that my grandfather and my dad told me where, you know, you always uh, help ladies, you know what I mean? You you help those who can't help themselves cross the street, you respect the military, you open doors for women. I mean, like, you know, all these things that have kind of gone out the window. And I, I don't know how much is just kind of like a seed that, um in this current generation that just needs to bloom if they would just put their phones down and actually look around. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think everybody has potential for greatness and good. But uh, I think that, you know, as long as everybody is so focused on what everybody else is doing, they'll never realize that they're on a path, that they have a destiny, that they need to be moving down that, um, you know, that path. And like you were saying, this morning, you know, you, you spend an extra 20 minutes with a client and, uh, you know, no one will know it other than us talking about it right now because that's the way podcasts work. And, you know, it's this uh, room that I'm sitting in, we're repurposing it as a living room versus my office. So we're having to repaint the walls and the paint we got, the specific color requires us to paint, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, the kills, whatever the primer on the wall first. Well, I didn't know that when I bought the paint, I was counting on finishing this room up last weekend. Didn't happen. But when it's finally done, when people come in here, they'll never know how how many layers of paint and all that stuff. They'll just see the room, you know? And some things demand our attention to the point where, you know, it's like um, the dryer kept, we have a new washer and dryer and the dryer kept saying, okay, there's blockage in the uh, exhaust and I cleared it out. So I thought I cleared it out going both in from the outside and, um, you know, from the basement and I know I cross paths, you know what I mean? So I know it was, I thought it was cleared out. And every time we try it, it would say it's blocked 80%, 90%. And I eventually took the leaf blower. I probably shouldn't be talking about this on the podcast, but I took the leaf blower and thoroughly blew it out. And now it's fine. 
And so that was very aggravating because I felt like Bruce Almighty when he was, you know, like sitting at that anchor desk and yes, I've got it. And then the power goes off and he's like, oh no. And does the double clap for the lights to come back on. And I felt like that every time I'd move on to something else, I had to go back and try to, you know, clear the, the vent. But by clearing the vent, that's one less thing that could catch the house on fire. It's important. So that was a very long story to say sometimes frustrations are, are, come from us, you know, not seeing the, the end result of being safer mm -hmm. or being happy or, you know, and sometimes it's a matter of cutting certain people out of your life that were friends, but maybe mm -hmm. they, they weren't the kind of friends that you really needed to keep in your life to keep your, you know, keep sanity and happiness and all that. And, um, so it is, it's that change that we all need. Yeah. And that, you know, we have that, that thing that we always go back to, um, people, things, situations, all of it, it comes into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And yes. there are some things that you think they might've been there for a lifetime, but they, they weren't, they mm -hmm. weren't, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's just like when you are talking about, uh, power tools, they come with, um, a lifetime warranty and how long it really is that. Right. <laughs> Cause it's, you know it's, what I mean? Oh like yeah. My, if my dad gives me a leaf floor when I'm, 10 years old right. and I'm 80, is this thing going to still be working? <laughs> I don't know how they define the life of a power tool, but that yeah. is the way they term it. It's not for yeah. your life, but the life of the power tool, which I guess when it's dead, it's dead. I I'm, I'm kind of, that eludes me as well. So, well, if you, if you think about the analogy, when you think about mm -hmm. a power tool, let's say an electrical one mm -hmm. that you, you plug into the wall and you charge it. It's just like your relationships. You right. have to keep giving it power. You have to keep giving it the energy for it to continue to work. Mm -hmm. And if the power ever goes off in that power cord or mm -hmm. in, on that wall socket, mm -hmm. I mean, your relationship, your life that you're putting into it, if the power goes out on your end, mm -hmm. you're not going to recharge that person to want to be in your life. Mm -hmm. And that person, like the lifetime warranty is like 10 years, you know, <laughs> Because, you know, you start putting putting out and they stop, you know, uh, plugging in, you mm -hmm. know, the energy or your energy became negative to them. So you really right. have, to, have to think about think about that, mm -hmm. uh, what you're giving to relationships uh, and what you're giving to your friendships, what you're giving to your work. Um, you know, are you still recharging that battery? And mm -hmm. if you're not, then that item is not going to work or that situation is not going to work. That mm -hmm. job is not going to work. Right. Uh, it's just like with everything in your life. You have to keep recharging it you have to keep putting in you know the time and the effort mm -hmm. um, even even you have people that they say things come naturally to them um they're just good speakers and so you know they're orators and they just that's what they do but if they get burned out or tired on it or if they don't um exercise their vocals if they're not hide their body's not hydrated a whole lot of factors could come into play that they just are not good speakers anymore right they have to even though it comes natural for them to do that they still have to take care of their bodies in order for their bodies to function to be able to put out whatever it is they need to, to put out indeed um, yeah so you have to you have to work work at whatever it is that you're doing and if you decide to change and that's the big thing about uh changing and try something new you have to be actively participating in that change mm -hmm. in order for that change to be effective and to work otherwise you know some people they look for the easy way out or they want to do something easier or simpler. That's what retirement is for. Mm -hmm. But if you're still in the work system and you're still, you know, gainfully employing yourself or being an employee, you have, you have to work on it every single day in order for it to 
survive. Your mm-hmm. relationship, your job, everything. It's just mm-hmm. like your clothes. If you don't wash your clothes, replenish them and make them new every time. Right. They're not going to be wearable. They're not going to be presentable. To <laughs> That's another thing that will probably keep people from wanting to be around you, right? The- and, and- <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the big, the big scheme of things, I mean, this this is with everything, mm-hmm. you and, know. Um, and, yeah. to, you know, when, you, when you're kind of going back and thinking, okay, well, maybe I should try this or, you know, because the upkeep on my voice, for example, uh, the older I get, the more baritone it gets. And the less I sound like a 20-year-old or a 30-year-old, I can try to pull that off. But for the most part, I'm it, my voice is not quite as versatile, but yet um, in ways it's changed so I can go deeper, so I can do more movie trailer uh, work. Um, but so sometimes, and it's the same thing with hitting the gym. If I take two years off and then try to jump back into it the way I did when I was in my 20s and 30s, uh, because back then I would like, you know, at the top of my pyramid, it was like, I don't know, 330, 330 pounds. And I would stop for six months to a year and jump right back in. I still had all that strength. I'm not sure how that was possible, but my body just acts like that. But as you get older, um, that's not the case. I can't just jump back into it like I did when um, you know I quit my job. And uh, so anyway, but I mean, I think we have to accept this current moment and that we are a, a project that is evolving. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think acceptance is a is another big issue mm-hmm. um, for us as a as a people. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to accept that things need to change. We don't want to accept <laughs> when they automatically change. Yeah. Um, one thing that I think it's uh, easier for us to accept in life is when um, death happens. Mm-hmm. That's that's difficult for some people to mm-hmm. you know go from. Um, being with that person that they, they care about, they're not, but death is something often that we don't question very long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that if we can do everything else in life and say, well, you know, it happened, it's, it is what it is and we can't change it. Mm-hmm. If we can do that with everything, then mm-hmm. we probably function a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Accepting change. Like, um, like when we were talking about seeking healthy change, it, that's probably something you have to do first before we even stop is accepting that we do need to change. We do need to do something differently. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't always, um, we don't always accept that and we just keep doing it and doing it and doing it until, you know, it, it fails. Like, I mean, I worked for a company a while ago, um, probably about 10 years ago before I met you actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that company closed, um, they shut down and, um, I knew, Two years before they shut down, that they were going to shut down. Um, the hope was that they wouldn't, you know, um, mm-hmm. but they would keep going. Um, and, you know, they did it, I think, in the best way possible. They uh, started cutting people, then they started cutting programs, and they started cutting systems. And I knew when they took the coffee out, and we've talked about this before, <laughs> that, right. that that was it. Right. Right. Don't need you guys to be to function and stay awake at work. We're removing the coffee. Right. We knew the doors going to close soon. Yeah. But what was is that I knew two years before that they were moving towards we're going to have to close these doors, mm-hmm. right? Good company, but for some reason, when they actually closed the doors, people were so angry. Mm-hmm. They didn't think about us. They didn't warn us. They don't care about their people. Mm-hmm. They were so 
so angry with them. And I could not understand it. It's like, you knew this was coming. You Mm -hmm. saw this. And I'm talking about the people that were left there, the people that saw them get rid of programs and Mm -hmm. systems and people and coffee, right? Mm -hmm. You saw them do that. Mm -hmm. You can't be frustrated. I've got to bring my own coffee or tea in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm no longer working eight to 10 hours a day. I'm working six hours a day. Right. I used to have 10 clients. Now I only have four. You saw that happening. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how are you running your life that you think you can look at it and see everything is depleting and diminishing and things are going down and part of the hospital is being closed down. We don't even go on that side anymore. But when they actually finally closed their doors, you became so angry and frustrated that you have nothing good to say about a place that has been extremely good to you mm-hmm. because you were the ones, you know, were the ones that left. They didn't change your salary. They right. kept giving you all the food they said it was going to give you. They tried their best to continue paying you. Mm-hmm. And and the people um, that left, they actually had to get rid of, they had a contract. Even though they let them go, they still honored their contract. Mm. So if they said, you know, for the next three years, we're going to pay you $100,000 a year, they continued to pay them wow. that money for those solely three years. They just couldn't have them in the building because we don't have any clients coming in. And now, you know, we don't want to pay for, you know, electricity and water and everything else. Mm-hmm. Open, we'll just go ahead and pay you what we said we're going to pay you. I could not understand why, when you are when you're doing something, you see changes happening and then you don't want to accept it to the end, even if it's really not as bad as you think. Because if I get laid off a year before the building closed and they're still paying me my salary for the next year, mm-hmm. I should have time looking for another job. Right, because a lot of people don't have that opportunity. They leave a job and they have zero. Um, until mm-hmm. they find another job. Yeah. I always tell people, take advantage of double dipping if you can. Yes. <laughs> Your money from that salary and then go look for another job, but they didn't. They went on, they lived their life. They lived what they considered the best, the best life mm-hmm. and um, wallowed in the idea that they no longer had a job. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that, you know, someone in society has really kind of set you up to be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, you know, how they perceive things were in a negative way. So they went the other direction. Yeah. And they were, I'm sure, saying, hey, man, you know, you got it made. They're paying you. You're not even working. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, wow, man, you didn't even have a job. You know, <laughs> you know what's wrong with you? So, I mean, it's, um, so we do, we have to look at how we perceive things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think, too, we need to look at our identity, and mm-hmm. how much connection we have with a job title or even a parenting title. I mean, you know, it's um, as long as we live, we'll, you know, I'll be a father, you'll be a mother. But that can't be our sole identity. Once the kids are out of the house, then we fall apart because we can't, you know, I, I feel like, and same thing with um, titles, whether it's doctor or whether it's producer or, or um, you know, if we're so wrapped up in that, then what happens when that's gone? And yeah. so we, we kind of, again, we need to observe and we need to, you know, look after ourselves. We need to be that, um, yep. you know, that self-advocate. Yep. And, uh, and we don't often do that. We don't advocate for ourselves. We'll speak up for someone else. Mm-hmm. We'll jump first for someone else. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to us, we're kind of shy and reserved and concerned about what other people are going to think of us. Right. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. And so, so we don't do anything. Right. Wait. Um, and, yeah. And, hoping somebody else will take care of us like we took care of somebody else. So right, right. Be, 
That doesn't happen though. No, that's, that's where that's, I think that's the seed of jadedness, isn't it? When uh, oh, yeah. you're counting on someone to look after you the way you did them. And then you are, mm-hmm. you're left by the road with your luggage, you know? <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That, is, that is very true. <laughs> you're not aware. That always says, you know, you measure your self-worth by the people that are around you when you're not worth much. Right. You are so, correct. Yeah. So very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to add to this before we sign off? Well, no, I just think that, um, you know, it's, it is important for us to um, just take a step back at our lives and the lives that we're building and, um, you know, our relationships, uh, the work aspect of our lives, mm-hmm. uh, our relationships with our elders, our relationships with our children, our relationships with ourselves. And just kind of take a step back and look at everything that we're creating, you know, our legacy that we're putting out there and see, is, is this what you want? Is this what you want to be known for? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it okay for everyone in the, in the news to know about um, the choices that you made? And if not, then it's time to stop. Mm-hmm. So, um, but remember, stop, seek healthy change, try something new, observe your behaviors, and pause to move forward. So like saying that even though you may have to, to change something or do something differently, still do it with caution. Mm-hmm. Make sure that that's going to work for you because you don't want to have to keep changing. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. um, although if you do, if you that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. Right. Um, but you don't want to have to keep doing that because you um, made a decision uh, too abruptly and moved forward on something that really wasn't working. Right. And then stuck with it despite the signs. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please don't stick with something. <laughs> right. Please stick with something that doesn't work for you. Yeah. I don't know why it goes right. But my mind goes back to Bruce Almighty where he kept saying, God, give me a sign. And there was a stop sign and he keeps on running down the, you know, through the rain. And he's like, <laughs> give me a sign. And then there was uh, some billboard or whatever. And then give me a sign. And then there's this big truck with tons of signs that say, turn around, stop. And, um, but still, he was not observing until he got hit by the uh, the, the car or truck or whatever. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that. No, not at all. Just be that observer. See those signs coming like you were talking about in that company. Yeah. And, you know, when, when the coffee maker is taken away, just mm-hmm. just know that that is really one of the final signs. <laughs> it's one of the final signs. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> Well, Nicola, this has been, uh, I've, I've enjoyed my time with you as I always do. It's always good to laugh and talk about um, life and things that hopefully, uh, you know, will help the people who are listening. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the 18 Degrees Below Horizon podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nicola Felton and John Fouts. While Dr. Nicola is a psychotherapist and certified life coach, a podcast is a one-way street. So please consider this podcast for inspirational purposes only. If you feel you have mental health needs, please seek a professional therapist so that you might find your own mental wellness. Happiness is possible. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.